0: You may like rap, you may hate rap. But should someone be jailed over rap lyrics? A hip-hop musician and a community organizer in San Diego were jailed for seven months on gang-related charges based on their rap lyrics and social media postings. Prosecutors said the lyrics and postings promoted gang violence and were connected to a gang shooting spree in 2013. A judge dismissed the charges against the two, and now Brandon Duncan, who records under the name Tiny Doo, and Aaron Harvey are suing the city of San Diego for federal civil rights violations. Our guest is Lori Levinson, a professor at Loyola Law School and a former federal prosecutor. Lori, the law that they were prosecuted under is not often used. Tell us about the facts of this case.
1: Well, in this particular case... The defendants were really surprised when they got knocks on their doors and said that they were being arrested for being members of a criminal gang conspiracy and promoting the activities of the gang. That's the charge under Penal Code 182.5. They said, well, we haven't done anything. You have the wrong person. They spent the next seven months in jail until this case was actually dismissed. And the charges were brought because police officers swore out on behalf of the arrest warrant uh, saying that... These individuals had used rap lyrics and social media postings in support in promoting gang violence. The officers had been investigating some shootings, very serious crimes, and they felt that the activities online were just promoting the gang activities. Ultimately, a judge threw the case out, but not after they had spent those seven months in jail. And they've turned around now and sued. They said that we're still feeling the repercussions of what happened.
2: So, Lori, I guess the law of uh, criminalizes promoting gang activity. What does that mean?
1: Well, that's somewhat of a vague term, and ordinarily you would think about somebody who is involved in a gang who's providing guns or a hiding place or giving direct encouragement, some way really furthering what the gang wants to do. This is the big gray area, and the gray area where often the First Amendment overlaps. When you have people who, through their posting, seem to support or at least give that impression what the gangs are doing, but don't aren't hands-on with the actual shootings or the cover-ups.
0: After the judge dismissed the charges, the San Diego District Attorney spokesman said the District Attorney's Office respects the decision of the court. This ruling and future rulings will help determine if California Penal Code 182.5, which is the law that this was under, is a li- viable legal tool in our fight against violent crime committed by San Diego street gangs.
1: Is it a viable tool, Lori? It may be a viable tool in a different way, which is uh, actually if you see people posting information like this, you know who they are, and you can make contact in any type of investigation. You can find out whether these people are linked to people that are involved in the direct criminal behavior, or if this is just something they're doing pursuant to the type of music they do or the type of promo- uh, promotions they want to have, you can also actually have a discussion with these individuals regarding the dangers of it. I don't think it's going to be a viable tool for arresting people who are using rapture li- lyrics or other things in their Facebook pages or other social media.
2: Well, if this statute is used in the way that it appears to have been used in this case, you know, if somebody felt, for instance, that something the authorities were characterizing as gang activity was, in fact, civil disobedience and, you know, put out a tweet or um, made a speech saying that they supported whatever the alleged gang was, was doing, would they be liable to prosecution here?
1: That's the big concern. You know, the big concern is how far would this go? You know, even without social media, let's say that somebody were out on the street and said, you know, the gang did this terrible shooting, but frankly, I hate the police. They've been after this gang. Sometimes I think they have it coming. Not a sentiment I share, but someone might have a right to tell someone else that. So now you put it out on social media. And we have these lines where where does something become a threat? Where does it become involvement in a conspiracy? I think if you've seen these type of postings, you will probably hear a knock on your door by police officers, but it won't be a knock to arrest you. It will be to do further investigation as to what your direct involvement will be. This statute, as a prosecution tool, I think the message got out to the prosecutors, don't rely on this. It's not likely to hold.
0: And, Lori, as far as the civil case now, will the judge's ruling dismissing the criminal charges be a great help in moving the civil case forward?
1: It will, but we need to remember that the civil case is actually against the police officers, not against the prosecutors. They have immunity In a case like this. And the question is whether these police officers even had any good faith belief that they could use such a statute in pursuing a criminal charge. It hasn't been used before in this way. They were taking a risk. I really wonder what was going through their mind rather than doing further investigation, just sort of to round up these suspects.
0: Lori Levinson, it's always a pleasure to have you on Bloomberg Law. That's Lori Levinson. She's a professor at Loyola Law School and a former federal prosecutor.